And in those moments, I was like, I, sometimes I just, I'm just like, why did we have to be created for this? Welcome to Black Girl Voices, a podcast created to cultivate change through conversation, community, and education while centering, uplifting, and amplifying the voices of Black women, girls, and femmes. Here we will talk about everything from trending topics to Black history to our own personal experiences as Black women. It's like a coffee chat with your best girlfriends. You will laugh, cry, keep it real, and most importantly, get uncomfortable. We are your hosts, Siobhan Montgomery Haynes and Caroline J. Sumlin. Come on in, girl. We have a lot to talk about. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Black Girl Voices. I'm Caroline J. Sumlin. And I'm Siobhan Montgomery Haynes. And we are doing a 2021 roundup. So we are, as we're recording this, we're a couple weeks into 2022, but we just figured that we would take, we would close this out, give 2021 kind of a farewell, see you later, never see you again. Um, (laughs) I think going into 2021, we were all just a little bit hopeful only because 2020 was so bad, right? Like we had the pandemic started and we never, like there was no end in sight. There still really is no end in sight. And then George Floyd happened and it was just something all the time. And so I feel like when 2021 came, at least I know I was like, okay, it cannot get any worse than 2020. Like it's going to be a, it's going to be a decent year. And then 2020 started. You mean 2021 started? Oh yes, 2021 started. 2020. See, um, it was such a bad year that it might as well have been 2020. Yes, and then 2021 started, and it started right off the bat, just trash. Um, so I have compiled like a little list of just some of the big events. Obviously, these aren't all the events, and obviously, these may not be events that either bother you guys or you know there may be some events out there that were monumental to you guys that weren't monumental to us these were just some of the ones that were that either really hit us affected us in some way etc etc um so I'm gonna kind of like go down the list in kind of season slash months let's start off with January 6th we all know what happened January 6th um we turned on our TVs and we saw something that I honestly did not, I don't know if I thought it was a joke or what I thought, but I was just, I remember watching the TV thinking, surely like something's about to happen. Like we're about to see like smoke bombs go off. Like they're all going to get shot down. Like they're invading a capital. And we all know how America loves, you know, their patriotism and, and, and things like that. I remember watching that in disbelief just the whole time just could not believe what was happening um and and not a lot shocks me anymore obviously I I don't think a lot lot shocks a lot of black people but that shocked me watching that happen on tv and watching nothing being done the whole time because basically they came and they left on their own free will watching nothing being done I, I was shocked oh me too 
do you think like there was actually that like wow factor like for once like a oh my god this is for real like they're oh, actually getting yeah. away with this I mean I I was I was shook I was I yeah. was I was mad shook I um I think for for a minute it definitely took it took a minute for me to register what was happening mm-hmm. at first yeah. like when yeah I, I remember getting like the news like breaking news alerts yeah and, all like, of like riots home. were like breaking out at the capitol but for some reason i'm thinking to myself like capital ish like i'm thinking washington around DC, the I'm area around the area me too and then me i too. actually i see first of course you know we receive the news oftentimes on social media or via news apps and their alert alerts i i of course i saw the alerts but with the alerts didn't come like video that's automatically playing, but then I get on Instagram and then I see the actual video. And that's when I saw the people that were actually storming the Capitol, breaking in and everything else and saw, you know, what really, what really took my breath away was just all of the Jesus save signs. I was just mm-hmm. really like that. Yeah. That was, that was like the beginning on I, I marked January 6th as the beginning of my career in transitioning mm-hmm. to this work that I do now, which is the writing about liberation and humanity and social justice. So prior to that, I had been writing a little bit here and there, but I was still in the motherhood space. And January 6th was the day that I said, I cannot do this anymore. I really, I, I really sat there and realized that no time has passed since the civil rights movement Mm, yeah that's what I felt like I really I literally just I remember just sitting down with like the breath like I felt like the the wind had been knocked out from beneath me and I just remember thinking we are this is the Jim Crow era this is the modern Jim Crow era Right. And I think it it wasn't so much just seeing them storm like or seeing a bunch of like white supremacists like getting together and marching that that didn't surprise me. That did not shock me. It was the fact that this was the Capitol and they were getting away with it. Nothing was happening. I think like a lot of us were watching the TV screen waiting for something to happen. Like I know I was I was like, okay, any minute now, like the army, the National Guard, everybody's about to come because this is the capital. And these are like the people who claim to be the patriots of this country. And when we watched them walk away, I think for me, like you said, the breath got knocked out of you because I was like, no, this is a, this to me was America saying, you are Black and you will always have second class citizenship in this country and white people will always be able to come and go as they please without consequence because i mean we can talk about the fact that some of these people have been you know i, I think they said there's been over like 700 arrests since but to me that's nothing like it took so long for this to happen people should have been arrested on site mm-hmm. there should have been vans and vans full of people going to jail mm-hmm. um so i think for me it was just like wow your country really devalues you. And obviously, you know, we know that, but that was like, that was us being shown that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So then obviously we could talk about the insurrection all day. um, Just our feelings on that alone. But 
Um, I think then we saw a positive thing happen. Biden Harris. Um, we saw them win the election. Um, for for black people specifically, that was very monumental for black people and for women. I feel like um, I feel like a lot of people were so focused on just hate a lot of women, especially I noticed on social media, were so focused on just hating who won. But I looked at it as especially when you have a daughter looking at a woman in the seat as a, a vice president, like that's a big win, even if it's not your candidate. I, I thought women everywhere would be a, just a little more excited or just a little more accepting. Um, but we, we saw that win. So that was good. Um, yeah. And, and a black woman too. Mm-hmm. Black, so. and, you know, South Indian, South, South Indian um, or South Asian, South Asian, South, South Asian. Asian. Yes. My apologies. Um, yeah, I was, I was like in tears watching the inauguration mm-hmm. and especially her speech. I was, it was great. And the inauguration, um, the, um, the way they pulled that event off, the, that, the way they pulled that event off watching, um, Polt Laureate, Amanda Gorman, of course was mm, yes. super monumental as well. Oh. Um, so I watched it with my daughters. It was very emotional. It's very just kind of like, it was, it was one of those things where I didn't, I didn't exhale from January 6th. January 6th was still so mm-hmm. fresh, yeah. but if anything, I think I just kind of I couldn't openly weep because my kids were right there, but I just kind of wept inside for just how dissonant that moment was. Oh, I cried openly because my son was like, why are you crying, mom? I was like, this is, this is so historical. It's so monumental. (laughs) And I think a part of too, like some of those tears were also like just what we saw January 6th and then getting to see just like what felt like a small win after just such a big loss and such a heavy I mean, it, 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 that, that heaviness weighed for so long, but Mm -hmm. I mean, that just felt like such a small win. And so that was nice. Mm -hmm. And then we had the vaccine, um, pass. I don't know if that was January or February, but it was towards the beginning of the year, Mm -hmm. uh, the vaccine. And I know that was like the fast, I think they say it was like the fastest, the fastest vaccine created or something like that. Um, Something, something along those lines, but the vaccine was uh, created and then it became available to, um, I think it didn't start out being available to just like the immune compromise and like the elderly at first, correct? And, I think that's and, and essential workers. And essential workers, yes. So that was good. That was another win. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like it gets like a little hazy because we just get into the rest of the year. Um, kind of spring so Derek Chauvin the murderer of George Floyd he was convicted mm-hmm. and what was he sentenced do you remember life he, get, he got life he got okay. life yep so that that was a little bit of a win but I feel like it was a win but also I feel like it was reliving trauma for a lot of black people absolutely I watched that entire trial um yes. that was very very traumatic um and it, it was just such a reminder of not, I mean, not, you know, we oftentimes we look at police brutality as these isolated incidents. And I know that a lot of social justice activists, like their, their primary focus is on the justice being served for, Mm -hmm. and the accountability being held for the person that murdered said black, 
said unarmed black person, if it's in the case of police, police brutality, or obviously in just in the case of a racially targeted um, murder, such as Ahmaud Arbery. But um, I kind of feel like number one, none of those, none of those wins or none of those accountabilities. Like, yes, it's something because we, it's something that we so very seldomly see. I mean, we, we know that we've had hashtag upon hashtag of, of black person. And we Mm -hmm. oftentimes say black man or black male, but black person, because we cannot forget the women that have been murdered because of their race. Um, So we've had hashtag after hashtag of black person and pretty much, I mean, I I know there's been like maybe one or two other people besides Derek Chauvin that have been convicted of their crime. And yes, we saw, I know we're going to get to the Amon Arbery case later on this episode, but that's still such a, it's still such a, like a rarity to see number one, of course, the accountability. So like, yes, I understand that that is like a, okay, we're finally seeing that accountability. We're finally seeing that in cases that are of the most extreme that even somebody who ha- who is white and holds that white privilege still is not above the law. And yes, that's great, but it's, it, I mean, it's a band-aid, but it's, it's like, number one, it had to be that the utmost extreme circumstance, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is, that is an undeniable circumstance of, of, you know, in, in the case of Derek Chauvin, it wasn't even a, it wasn't a gunshot, you know, it was something right. completely different. So I think that was one of the reasons why it actually ended up, you know, going in our favor. Right. Um, right. But it's also like, we, until I'm seeing the actual systemic change yeah, that the whole that eliminates black and brown people from constantly being on the other end of a police conflict that leads in death, then it's then hard to report. I, I just I just don't it's 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 numb to me. Right. It's absolutely numb to me. Like, yes, of course, this person, these people should be held accountable for what they did. Mm-hmm. But Again, yeah, like a band aid. We're not addressing the root of the issue. Yeah, we're not is... healing the wound. We're just giving a band aid and shutting us up, pretty much it's trying yes. to shut up the public. Yeah, well, I mean, and it's, I mean, it, it needs to be both. It needs to be the accountability and the action to prevent future problems from occurring. Oh yeah, it's you cannot okay. just say sorry and not work on a plan to make sure things don't happen again. And so that that's. Yeah, that that's my biggest frustration with it all. No, because I think too, didn't they get more funding or something like that? Um, I want to say I read somewhere that they got even more funding after, they, as in happened. police, as in that um, the the Minneapolis police. Oh, please um, do not say uh-huh. Minneapolis. Oh, I can't stand when people say Minneapolis. <laughs> Minneapolis. <laughs> police. Um, I want to say they got more funding or something I had read because um, people were saying uh, people were upset about that. So I'll have to I'll have to find the article. But, yeah, it's 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 a slap in the face. And I also a part of me was like. If this was never recorded and mill because I mean, we've had recorded incidents before, but millions of people watch this and millions of people march. I mean, people, this was like the largest show of protests because we had people marching across, you know, the world. Um, if that never happened, I don't know that he would have gotten convicted. Oh, for sure. I, I, I don't think so. Even it, if we it, had it, the video one brave is- girl's video evidence. 
I was like, well, the, the video evidence for sure is a, a big factor in just mm-hmm. the legal jargon of it all from watching the case and how they had the, the, the expert witness that was that doctor who specialized in, I forgot what he specialized in, but something to do with breathing and, and like mm-hmm. the trachea and the esophagus, like that was literally his specialty. Oh yeah, I know. Who you're they literally about. found like, the the the, specialist. the the esophagus version of my dad because that was my dad but like for eyeballs yeah this was the esophagus version of it. I literally thought I was watching my father but the fact that he was able to scientifically prove mm-hmm. that the death was caused by the knee and not of course with the defense talking about being a drug overdose that was just basically waiting to happen right um, you know, that, that is honestly what won the case. That was not a case that was, I would say, easily fought. Whereas like, like, yes, I think the entire time I was, I was watching the case, even when the defense was, was presenting their part of the case, I still felt like I knew the prosecution had, had it, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? But the defense presented such a good argument that I do feel as though had the prosecution's argument not been as solid as it was and all of their evidence and their expert witnesses not been where yeah, they, they were, they would not have won that. And of course the video, the videos, mainly that one, that one video was what allowed the expert witnesses to do what they were able to do. So for sure, the video hands down. Um, but like you said, you know, if there had if there had been a video that had been privately submitted to Minneapolis Police Department and there was no outrage nobody knew about it 100% Derek Chauvin would still be on the force today yes absolutely and that's absolutely terrible and that goes back to what you said if we don't change it from like the systemic point of view then it it, nothing changes because we should be able to submit videos like that and complaints and things like that privately and trust that justice will be served even if the public isn't seeing it Mm -hmm. oh lord um okay so then we went we we're going into june i think uh juneteenth became a holiday i feel just one thing we can't forget though is that dante wright was also shot killed literally in the middle of the Derek chauvin trial just that did happen that out there rest (laughs) in peace um, and we haven't seen any, anything happen with that happening. That's not true. Kim Potter was, um, was convicted. She, she was just convicted. Wasn't she? Yep. That was like last month at the end of last month. I think It was pretty recent. I don't remember what month, right. but it was very recent. Okay. She was just convicted. Um, and that, that honestly, for me, that was a surprising conviction. Right. I was very surprised about that. Um, what I was not expecting that because, I mean, the in the video, because she yells, taser, 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 mm-hmm. like, you can't deny that, she, obviously, I mean, if you, if she was, if she was intending to shoot, you wouldn't yell, taser, taser, taser. I, I that's you know the one who said she mistaked the... She mistook her, her, ta- her, okay, her yes. gun for a taser. Right. But I think her charges being under the negligence category. And I forget exactly what they were, but more of the, the negligence to just not malicious intent. There was no malicious intent to kill. Right. Um, kind of like if you were 
driving drunk, obviously, you know, you would not intend to kill somebody if you drove drunk and you got into an accident. Kind of like manslaughter. Yeah, it is. It was a manslaughter charge. manslaughter charge. Okay. Involuntary manslaughter. Yes. So, okay. um, do we know how many years she got? Do we remember that? I don't remember. No, okay. it may have been life. It may have been, but I, I don't know. I don't remember. I, I can look it up real quick. But yeah, um, I but I was I was very surprised. But I, I definitely think that one also could have very very well been a lot of the uproar and everything that was happening in Minneapolis, considering that was just in the town next door to Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they knew what would happen if Kim Potter wasn't convicted, but I, I, I did not watch that trial, but I also, the, the same, one of the one, if not more than one of the same lawyers that was on the Derek Chauvin um, trial, uh, was the prosecution for this one as well. And they fought, they, 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 yeah. So they, they got the top lawyers in the twin cities and um, I know that the whole conversation about like the weight of a taser versus the weight of the gun and the color and everything else is like a huge part of that trial. So she faces were... a maximum of 15 years. Oh, a max. Okay. Mm-hmm. A max of 15. So, and she's yeah. sentenced on February 18th. So mm. that's right. So we haven't, we haven't received that sentencing yet. That's what's, that's what's going on. Yeah. Very surprised that that was the outcome of that one. That is very surprising, especially with a, with any, like you said earlier, any kind of police shooting, because there's just so many, in my mind, excuses that happens when, with, when there's a police involved shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So net, um, on to Juneteenth, uh, Juneteenth became a holiday. Yep. I feel about Juneteenth becoming a holiday the same way I feel about Maya Angelou being put on a coin. It's performative. It's great, awesome, but it's performative. Um, what real change are we getting out of that? I'm not sure, but it happened. Um, and it's it's a federal holiday, so that's do with that as you will. I mean, I I feel like we need all of it. That's my yeah. Thought. We, you know, we need I all of it. Like you said, I, I, I don't want either or. I want and. Right. It needs to be and. It, it definitely wants to be and. Um, but I do love Juneteenth. I've always loved Juneteenth. I grew up celebrating Juneteenth. Um, and I know that not every Black family and Black household did. Some, some especially right. if you were more Northern, didn't know about Juneteenth. But I was surprised that, like, because I, I growing up in Minneapolis, there's much more of a predominant Black community than what a lot of people may think when I got to Howard, I used to be teased for there not being a lot of black folks um, in Minneapolis. And that's just not true, obviously. Um, and we had Juneteenth celebrations that were like, you know, mm. that, you know, were very well known, very widely attended um, right. by, you know, the entire Twin Cities. So I just grew up like knowing that was like a thing. Right. You know, obviously we didn't get school off for Juneteenth. It wasn't, it wasn't like a recognized thing, but I just didn't realize until I was an adult that no, um, not there everybody were, not that. everybody knew about it. And I, I did, I didn't expect white people to know about it to, to a degree, but I didn't realize that not every black person knew about it. So right. knowing that it is there and it is something that I will be able to ensure is celebrated every year without excuse Right. My family um, does bring me great joy, but I also part about it is good. 
that it is still, um, it still definitely falls under a performative measure. Right. And I, and I do like that. I mean, coming from it from a positive angle, I do like that because black people have been so deprived of their own history. Mm -hmm. um, I do like that. It's one more thing that we know and that we can hold dear and celebrate with our families. Like you said, because I think I, I didn't learn about Juneteenth until my early adulthood and honestly did not start celebrating until probably the last couple years. So I, and I, and I know that there's lots of other black people in the same boat. So mm -hmm. I will say that that part about it is good there. It, it brought a lot of awareness and we were able to celebrate it. Um, you know, white people learned about it too. So I guess it does. It, there, there, there's some pros to it, but like, like you said, it can't be either or it needs to be and. Right. 100%. Um, staying in June, we had a rise of Asian hate, mm -hmm. um, which was just incredibly sad. Um, especially it was a lot, there was a lot of elderly Asian people that were being attacked. Um, and that was very, very sad. And, and then, my my heart just goes out to our Asian friends and the Asian community who you know were at one point I know for a few months there I was reading posts about people just feeling a fear for their lives or for their families' lives um, especially if they had um, family members who didn't speak great English I read a lot of posts you know expressing those sentiments and I definitely felt for them because I know as a black person how that feels and I, I felt for them especially for the ones who were expressing like how they were you know, more fearful for like parents and stuff who didn't speak English they were fearful to speak their own language in public and I, that was just incredibly heartbreaking yeah yeah I'm at this something that we have to understand as a as a as a nation is nothing new it does mm -hmm. tend to rise and fall a bit right. with different um, events and unfortunately epidemics that, that are going on. That's unfortunately one of the extremely racist stereotypes that many, or that, that not many, but that Asian people are connected to is viral epidemics. Um, yeah. That's not the first time that's happened. Um, and then of course there was, you know, the, the rise in, in all of it around Pearl Harbor and with Japanese internment camps and that was just straight trash as well and there there's there's definitely a history of it it's and just because something's not being actively talked about doesn't mean that it's yeah. not actively happening this is still going on just like police shootings are still going on I hear about them all the time <laughs> um, especially where I live so you know this stuff is still happening even if it's not breaking news it's not headlines it's not just a one-time thing like yes there was a rise in it but you know, just, just as much as Black Lives Matter is always a hashtag, stop Asian hate is also always a hashtag and more than a hashtag, obviously it is, it is, it is, I don't know, I, I've lost my words. Ever it present. Is. It's ever present. Right. Pretty much. It's, yes. It's always there. Um, um, mm -hmm. Yes. Well, well, our definitely hearts go out, still go out to that community because I, but like I said, I understand. Um, and, and it's sad that that's something we have to understand, but at the root of it all is white supremacy. Right. And, um, until we fix that, then that's, that's not going away. And that's very important to state 
because, you know, one thing that's important to understand is that, and I, I wrestled with too, is that there were a lot of black people that were performing the crimes, performing the right word, performing the crime, performing the, the Asian hate crimes. And was so frustrated at that because I'm just like, why? Like, why, why would like, as people of color, we're in this together, but we have to remember that white supremacy is doing its job when it does that. Yeah. To divide us. Right. Um, and I would say due to the white supremacy's real root being anti-blackness, a lot of, a lot of black people are very angry towards other people of color as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a whole other episode for another time. Definitely something okay. we need to be, A lot of it has to do with proximity into. to whiteness for sure. 100%. Right. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about that at a future date, but I just want to make sure that's very clear um, because I'm sure if you are a, if you are a white person and you remember this happening and maybe you saw the same thing on the news and you saw, well, goodness, like why would a, a member of a marginalized group that's commonly targeted in racialized violence be performing racialized violence? Yeah, because white supremacy pits us against one another. Right. So. Um, yeah, no, that that's a good one. And I definitely think we should do an episode on um, person, people of color discrimination. Yes. I think that would be a good, good topic to dive into. Okay, well, moving into July, we have Simone Biles. I won't say too long on her because we did do an entire episode on um her so if you are a new listener go all the way to the I can tell you where it is so you don't have to be like oh I'm looking forever scroll all the way to the beginning of the first season and it is like the first four episodes um but we did an entire episode on her basically obviously that was a highlight for us because Simone she she stood up for herself she stood up for her mental health she in our eyes in a lot of people's eyes is a role model to not only athletes but black girls black people everywhere for doing for doing that um she she put herself first and that's not something that black women have the liberty to do a lot and I will still say it's not she didn't technically have the liberty to do it because although she took you know control of um, the situation and and took that time for herself. She received so much hate and so much slander and just so much disrespect. So um, I definitely wanted to kind of note note her 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 break there. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, honestly, it's it's moments like that. You know, I I, I kind of look at look at that situation kind of similarly to. Colin Kaepernick, you know, Colin Kaepernick, when he chose to begin the trend of taking the knee, um, and I shouldn't say the word trend, um, but that was the only word that came to mind, but when he kind of turned into a trend after him, right, exactly. Um, but he wasn't, obviously he wasn't trying to start a trend. He was trying to fight for his beliefs, what what he believed Mm -hmm. in. And obviously we know what happened. He got ousted from the NFL and he got, you know, the most hate ever. And that is an, an example of when you do what you know is right and you stand up for what you know, you know you're going to face persecution in the face of 
doing what doing what's right and fighting for fighting for good um even even just boldly stepping into your calling when it does not make sense and that's an example of what Colin Kaepernick did right your calling that is hard yeah that is like one of those are you willing to risk it all absolutely and but what has what has become of that years a few I don't know how many years it's been but years later he is making movies with Ava DuVernay and he's a published author and he's everywhere and he has an organization where he's fighting for social justice. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people thought it was like this performative thing. Um, I don't know much about his football performance. I don't care. Um, so, cause I know there was a lot of arguments about, well, he wasn't that great anyway. I, I don't care. I just know that he still had something to risk, which was a job that was paying millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And he, a lot of people thought it would phase out, but he is, he has an organization um, which does a lot of, it does education. Uh, one of them does education on like it educates black folks on their rights and um then he also does a lot of activist work so right so that's just an example of so many doors and windows opening from Mm -hmm. one door of hate being shut and then if you look at Simone Biles that's the exact same path she's being led in right that she's you know she we don't know what her future gymnastics career holds only she does and that doesn't matter she's had one hell of a run obviously is being the greatest of all time even if she wasn't still doesn't matter but because of that bold step that she took to make sure she stayed alive while she was in Tokyo Mm -hmm. um and 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 in doing so risking what she worked so hard for now she is times athlete of the year now she is you know like the amount of endorsements whatever officer for cerebral I forget what what they called it um, you know, she is, she's taken on a new role that she didn't expect to take, but, you know, we know that athletic careers only last so long. So, and of course, even she didn't right. have to do, especially any of these in things. her career. Right. And she didn't have to do any of these things to be significant. Of course, she didn't have to do that, but it's just, you know, I know she had so many moments of grieving that, that loss of, I right. didn't get to have that, uh, that second Olympics run. Like I thought I was going right. to. But just gave it some time and, you know, now, now look where she is. So it's, you know, you're going to receive that hate when you do anything that goes against the grain, right? anything, but whole word right there, stepping into your calling is not easy. Right. But it will, it will open those. So it's like, it sucks. The hate sucks, obviously, but that's what's feel. That's what that I just feel like. Right. And I can't imagine on that that. level, because I think about like, you know, the things we see, like we see some comments here or there, but like, imagine seeing thousands upon thousands of like hate comments. You're trending on Twitter, thousands of hate comments. there, listening to podcasts, radio. Like I can't imagine how that messes with your mental health. Even if you're like, Oh, I don't, you know, to some degree, we all like, we all care a little bit. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? And even if you have like 90% positive comments those 10% will still stick out to you 100% I don't know if you watched her her little mini series on Facebook watch but I did did you no you didn't it's so good you gotta watch it I need to watch more of the Facebook the Facebook series things because they have some good things on there oh they do I mean I'm definitely are you a red table talk 
I did watch a few episodes of That's Red Table. Not, I was on it. I really, did watch a few. It's not really. I was on it for a about. little while, and then I just kind of just mm-hmm. dropped off. But mm-hmm. well, but they were they were good for a little while. Go watch the Simone versus herself mini series where she it's it's an entire documentary that follows her from training all the way through what happened in Tokyo, and it really mm-hmm. is the first time she really said in her own words much more than any of the interviews she ever did like when she was on the right. today show and stuff like that of exactly really what vulnerable. happened she was vulnerable she was she was emotional um so seeing seeing that really puts all of it into perspective um and i'm sure and there's no i mean she's still she's still working through that i'm not dismissing that at all but it's i always always feel like on the other hand too she's going to we're going to look at these moments of Colin and, and Simone and other people They're 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 showing us that it's worth it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's worth it when those moments happen um, and I think to, that's a to great, stick to that. That's a great also example of like so many people think activism looks like one thing, but I think that's a great example of how to be an activist in your own space. 100%. Right? Because like even Colin Kaepernick, like he took the knee but like he was still an activist in his own space before mm-hmm. now, before he's doing all that he's doing now. That's how he showed up, mm-hmm. you know, like LeBron and all them and, and the T-shirt, the the shirts that he wore with the shut up and dribble and that, you know, they showed up in their own space to be right. activists. And I think that's so important because, so, you know, they have to get on social media and, and start a, a social justice page or thing. But there's there's that's perfect examples on how we can show up in our own spaces. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so into the summer, we still we've got Haiti in July. And I think did we do a podcast episode about I think we did about the Haitian immigrants. Okay, so there's a podcast episode about that, too. I could not tell you exactly where it's at, but it is in season one. So if you want to scroll back, you only have one other season. You're acting like. I know, Sorry. I know. Like you're I, like it's I know we're one. in season we two now. So I'm season okay. two, like so I'm two episodes them, ago. Like what? I'm telling them to go back go back it's back there just scroll back some you'll see it um but you know kind of for for us I think that was it was not surprising to me it wasn't surprising what was surprising to me it was I was I was I was like I'm sorry what I'm sorry so I wasn't surprised because I feel like the treat the treatment of Haiti has always been bad well yeah what I okay the one thing I will say I was surprised about the reason why and I'm going to try to tread really lightly here is because we just had um the 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 incident happen with Afghanistan and we accepted a bunch of um Afghanistan Afghanistan Afghani Afghani and immigrants and um so I was like surely surely we will accept these people who are also fleeing from danger and are also looking for a better life. And there's also women and children and, you know, surely we will accept these people as well. I didn't expect that because we haven't accepted Mexican immigrants. So I didn't expect any, I didn't expect anyone to accept anybody. Didn't expect that. Then there was like the whipping, the horses, the whipping. whipping. That was shocking. That took me out. I was like, we are looking at slavery. Literally. I'm like it's at. like it's like when you literally thought I literally thought I could it couldn't get any worse 
on January 6th looking at Jim Crow. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, I'm just going to take it back. And then 18. the side by side. So many accounts did, activist accounts did the side by sides with that, the, the back in the old days. And chills. then, yes. Chills. Yes. Tears. I was, I just, and in I those cried, moments, yes. I was like, I, sometimes I just, I'm just like, why did we have to be created for this? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, of course, like, what exactly was the purpose here? Was because the purpose of we're just getting treated like anti-blackness situation? Ish. Like, it's it it is brutal when you really right. stop and think. It is brutal, and it's not to say that other ethnic groups haven't had their own brutal racist treatment because we mm-hmm. know they have. We know, and not you know that. I would feel the same way if I was Jewish. I would feel the same way if I was, um, if I was, excuse me, thought I had to burp. Um, <laughs> I would feel the same way if I was, if I was Asian. I would feel the same right. way if I was Mexican and watching my my um, Mexican brothers and sisters trying to flee their country. Like I would feel the same way, of right. course, in the ICE detention centers, right? And, yeah. Um, but then when I look at Black history, I'm just like, but the 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 depth, the depth of it. Of a of the being forced here of the of of everything of I think it not only holds, of of the yes. fact that like like the racism that exists for everyone else exists only because of anti blackness right and that for me it's not even that it goes on that it's go- ongoing it, I I think it's that it's gone on for so long and it continues to go on whereas like with other ethnic well. I don't know. It, it's been brutal. I, I think it's just been brutal for so long. And for me, it's like, yes, we can say like it's gotten better, like, chained and whipped, but like there's still so much. I, I, I don't, I, I can't even really put into words what I want to say because for me, that's such like a emotional topic because I don't feel like we're really free. Oh, no. I don't feel like we're really free. I feel like we are to some degree still slaves. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know to some people that sounds like very dramatic, but like to me, when you have to like watch the way you walk, watch the way you talk, watch the way you act, watch the way you drive, uh, watch your your husband can't go jog outside in a hoodie. You, you know, you're, you're scared to go five, over the speed limit it to me like how is that free you know what I mean like I I'm being followed around in the store um my 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 people are the highest to be locked up for we're profiting off of marijuana but then there there's thousands of us still in jail for it I I just don't understand how that's like free you know what I mean so I feel like there's still to some degree it's like we're not in chains we're in like in invisible chains Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think for me, it's just our entire existence was created for the purpose of chattel, obviously. And mm-hmm. I mean, you know, for that's not true because I know the Lord created us to be in Africa and that's, that's our origins. But I'm just saying that the, the black community that you see now here in America and, and other places where there was slavery. Um, and just, just, just to remember that 
all the way up the entirety of American history up until desegregation, civil rights, etc. Black, the, the racial laws, codes, practices, etc. were only created because of the Negro race. Yeah. Not any other race. There have been off, there have been small things created, and I don't say small, that's not the right word, but just like isolated events. Yeah, isolated events. Of creating standards, laws, protocols, but I don't know what they were specifically were when it came to, you know, Japanese internment camps and when it comes to deportation and and immigration. Mm -hmm. Yes. But everything else, and, and of course, I'm sorry, and let me let me back up. And with the indigenous community with residential schools yeah. and things like that, that is the that's like the other major one would be the indigenous community. Right. And I would say that's like a foundation too. Like that's, they, that's right. They they're back there with us. For sure. Like when you when you think about a starting point of it. Yes. All. Yes. They're definitely back there with us. When you do but I'm just I'm just it's just like I was listening to the podcast that the daily put out today as of recording this, you know, we are um, a few a week or so out from the loss of Sydney Poitier, 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 excuse me, Sydney mm-hmm. Poitier. Um, and he's one of my role models, love him so much. And they were talking about just how it, Sydney Poitier's existence is, is the first time America ever ever saw a black person as somebody that could be a human being as somebody as they put it as somebody who could do a thing that required education and training Sidney Poitier was the first to show white America that a black person could do something that required education and training yeah this just sit with that for a second that is how little, how little significance we are to this country. That it I, took Sidney Poitier, and we're talking the 50s here. I was going to say, I also think it's important to note that he's not like 300 years old. Right, like we're, he, not ta- we're not talking, we're not even talking about the 1920s or anything. Yes, there, has, there were positions and everything 20s, else, but. but this was really the first time that we saw a black man on camera that paved the way for pretty much every other black person ever, not just actors and actresses, but anyone that desired to be anybody of equal to a white person. Because it was also about the characters in which he portrayed on screen and how he made sure that there was a level of equality there. So I'm saying all that to say it's just it's just it's just that. It's that right there. It's sitting with that heaviness of that being that being what it means to be black. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's I think about it too as it's like we always have to have someone to pave the 
for us to do this or pave the, you know what I mean? Like there always has to be this big sacrifice of someone paving the way, like white people can just do and just exist and just right. be, we can't do that. We have to pay. Like pay I said, it. we have to pay the, the way yeah. we have to make sacrifices. We have to, you know, there there's people before, before him who, you know, ha- had to die and had to, you know, there's always these big gestures that have to go into us existing or us just getting to 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 live out our dreams or just yeah it's it's exhausting it's Mm -hmm. absolutely the the amount of work that we have to prove just to right the amount of work we have to do just to prove that like we we're we're humans right right yeah um okay so we are we're we're slowly getting into fall but before we hit fall facebook facebook whistleblower um, there was also an episode on this as well, so we, we won't say too much on that, but pretty much we found out, we already knew, we already knew, but we found out through actual words um, of admission that Facebook had very, Facebook slash Instagram, it's all the same company, had very racist algorithms, um, targets people of color, and we're, we're not crazy as content creators when we were like, our, our post is being hidden. People aren't seeing our stuff. Facebook's algorithms racist. We're not crazy. It's really out here happening. Um, so I feel like that, that happened. <laughs> that happened. Yeah, I feel like the, the, the whistleblower was a little bit more let, they didn't really admit to that. They admitted to like the mental health and like the whole like girls and their bodies. And well, I think when she was talking like about that. targeted, um, targeted audiences and hiding sensitive content and things like that to me it was like okay that's our our content is considered sensitive for instagram you know what i mean right and they're doing Uh, even more of that of course because the whole backlash against facebook and instagram is the allotment of fake news and sensitive things that they don't want you know certain people seeing or what have you and people complaining about that stuff so there's that part but there's also the part of just the algorithm that more so it's it's taught it's talking about and of course if you also watch the i think is it the social experiment i forgot i mentioned the documentary in the episode but if you watch that too this may just talking about the fact that it's it's like it, it's targeted and curated and kind of like it's it's created to attack you in a way it's yeah so just listen to the episode but um yeah that it, it definitely made us all made, made you and i um, really stop and think about our careers and we did a couple Instagram Facebook episodes so definitely encourage you watch you listen to those because we had one about the whistleblower but we also have one that just says Instagram is racist and that was before that happened we yes, were just talking about talking about our experiences with Instagram um, and the sensitive content so um, yeah I we, think it was, you can it was really hear our discourage time. our discouragement in that episode too we were yes. really like why do we do, why are we <laughs> what's doing the this? point yeah <laughs> what's the point why are we doing this on on social media anyway because I feel like I, as a black black mother and I, I feel like I will always do this work mm-hmm. but sometimes I wonder why I do it online you know what I mean like I wonder like what what's the point what's yeah. the point especially when like your reach goes from you know I don't know, just throwing out numbers like 10,000 to like 2,000. And it's Mm -hmm. just like the algorithms changing on you every day. And you're just, yeah, it's it's, sometimes it's very discouraging. It's one of those things you can't escape because it's the way our world is headed though. Like you literally can't escape it. 
there's no control it's like somebody saying like they want forever to they want they never they never want to like like my dad used to say never want to get a cell phone like he used to say that when cell phones first came out like i will never submit people <laughs> can never have that much access to me why would i ever want to get one and then like like 10 years that. later he was like i love my cell phone i love right. it it's this it's my this, parents this, 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 are this. glued to their cell phones right so it's you know eventually it's it's, it's one of those things where we it adapt changed, it changed we the way like we, it, we, we live but like there's nothing else we can do if we don't use it then you you can you can choose not to use it it's just choose, yeah right. it, it, it's not that you have to it depends on how you want to do this work but yeah i it, we were we were very discouraged in that episode and i also feel like too that's just another that's just how it is as black folks we just know it is what it is and we have to we always have to adapt yeah, that's, that's, the, mo- that's the mantra it. of being black. It's like we like it is just it watching what I, I I've been binge watching the Wonder Years on ABC. Really great. I don't. Oh, I just. I, I never. I never watched it when it first came out because I just was busy or I don't remember why. So now I'm binging it and just want the mom at some point. You know, said this is just is what it is. And and I was also watching Women of the Movement about Mamie Till Mobley. Oh my gosh! Wow. Mm-hmm. It's traumatic, but if you can I've been, um yeah, I don't know that I can watch that, but I've been hearing a lot about it and it's it sounds very traumatic and very heavy. Yes. But she said the same thing. She said, you know, it's not right, but it is what it is. And that's that's literally being loved. what we have had to succumb to as black people. It's not right, but it is what it is. Right. Right. Okay. Well, we are heading into fall slash winter. We're almost done here. We've got uh, the Texas abortion ban. We got we got an episode on this one too. We were yeah. really hip about this one. Like we were, yeah, yeah. That was we a were, big one. Rightfully so. Um, obviously, you guys know that Texas had passed a law that what what was it? Was it ten weeks? Six. I six oh yeah gosh it was six weeks oh yeah because we were saying women don't even know that they're pregnant or mm-hmm. i know i didn't know i was pregnant at six weeks but um at six weeks that abortion was illegal and was that the provider was going to be um the provider could be fined and imprisoned i believe yes and if um, you were if you were if you played a hand in in yes, the part like at, uber driver right. or mm-hmm. yep Yep. If you played a hand in getting the woman to the abortion, you could also be locked up. And, you know, we talked a lot about just how that ban in general was rooted in racism, uh, classism, uh, all of it, all of it, um, and how it would really affect Black people, lower class people, um, just I, definitely go listen to that episode. I, I don't, I don't want to say too much on there because we, that's a good good episode to listen to and we really went in depth there Mm -hmm. okay kyle as i like to say rotten house trial um (laughs) kyle rotten house um sorry just (laughs) (laughs) it's like stuff we used to do in high school (laughs) but i don't blame you (laughs) kyle rotten house i listen i don't know what i thought was gonna happen it's too easy to call him that it is, it is. Like, it is. It almost, like, it's almost like that's his name. I know, Actually, right? as I was typing it in my phone, I was typing 
written and it started typing rotten so i just didn't change it, just, it. it knows it knows yeah i know it, some people it, it just knows. have some really trash last names also like i'm sorry if you have a trash last name but like written house like what yeah. kind of name is that yeah. just, sorry. <laughs> he he got away with murder pretty much oh he yeah got away with murder that um one was i i <laughs> I was yeah. like, okay, America, like we we've gone from January six. This was two. This was another January six. It was 2021 was the year that white supremacy proved white supremacy. I will say and, 2021 was the year of white supremacy. Literally, somebody should do an article like, called the year of white supremacy. Elevated white supremacy like even like even to the point like you thought white supremacy wasn't done that we were able to really see white supremacy from the modern just or, you know for today like for people that really struggle understanding that mm, white yeah. supremacy is not a thing of the past right. if you look at these events of 2021 this this is the, the the revealing of that. It's like 2020 was the revealing of hi, racism still exists. We've been telling you this all along, but right, you're and finally people listening. Are like, oh, because oh let's gosh, not forget. Like the biggest thing I wanted, I want to explain to you guys is that George Floyd was not the first hashtag. We no. have been saying Black Lives Matter since Trayvon Martin. That was gosh, right. over 10 years ago at this point, right? Has it been um, yeah. more than 10 years? And I was going to say our generation has been saying our generation Black Lives has been saying Black Lives Matter, right? Of and course, our parents. That's a whole other thing. We are. We all know that. We, just, just to make sure we don't re- we don't forget that it was all of this sudden racism like came back. No, oh, no, yeah. no. Racism <laughs> has been here. In fact, I think it was left. called the racial awakening. Is what it was called. Reckoning is what <laughs> reckoning. They're reckoning. saying reckoning. Yes. Reckoning. Oh, whatever. Yes. Like we reckoned with it. We, we fixed it. It's, it's fixed. What? Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's like the biggest thing that I want everyone to remember. It's just that it, it got so bad that people that were purposely blind to it or intentionally blind to it, or just ignorantly blind to it before had no choice, but to see it. Yeah. You know, this may be a terrible joke, but it's like Stevie wonder, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, people can say, oh, Stevie Wonder could see that bad haircut. You know how people say that? You know what I'm saying? Because- Especially, I feel like that's a black joke because <laughs> I know so many, <laughs> we say that all the time. Like, I probably say that, and I'm so sorry if this offends anybody who is blind. I'm sorry, but I'm just being honest here. I say that to my husband at least once a week. Like, he'll be like, where's so-and-so? And I was like, Stevie Wonder could have seen it was over there. Like, and I'll be dead serious. <laughs> Yes, it's yes. just and that and, is a yeah, black, black joke. It's a black, it's a black thing. <laughs> but you know, it's kind of the same thing, right? Like if you were blind to the racism, right. you can't. Stevie you have no point. Stevie Wonder could have seen it out. Yeah, that 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 part. So that was 2020, and then it's like now the next year was the revealing of the white supremacy that's at the root of said racism. So it's mm-hmm. it's I, and I because I am like a woman of God and believe like God's doing things on purpose. I really believe like he's doing it like I really feel like he's like this is not happening absolutely like this is not uh, this is not happening by accident like none of this is happening by accident it's like it's time to reveal it's time to take the veil off but yeah that if you really want to like put those two years together it that's exactly what it was like the year of the hey racism is so bad it's on fire it's on fire it's on fire it's been on fire but now like it's starting to really you can now feel the flames 
if you're white, you can actually feel the feel the feel the flames. Like we've you been on literally call this now. episode the year of white supremacy. Boom, there we go. 2021, the year of white supremacy. Absolutely. I will try I will title it that when I type it in. Um <laughs> and now 2021 being like, okay, now like we're we're literally proving to you through these events, right? Through just like daily life, like if you think that we're crazy when we say white supremacy is really the problem, you can take a look at this and you can dissect these events and see it in plain like just right in right. front of your face which i think is important because i think a lot of times when people think of white supremacy or not people i should say people who either refuse to believe in racism or somehow new to racism you know the the the, the racial awake, awakening folks i right. think when they think of white supremacy they think of the kkk they think of nooses oh yeah they, they think, think of extremists yes people. but white supremacy is not always extreme white supremacy is literally coded into our everyday lives into our laws into our yeah mm-hmm. it, yeah it is america so and this yeah, and kyle the kyle rittenhouse trial is the epitome january 6th at the beginning of 2021 kyle rittenhouse at the end of 2021 both the of white supremacy just and showing white and, and white privilege which is oh, part yeah. of white supremacy just yeah. showing hello i'm still here and i still rule all like that's right. literally I, really but I don't know that I expected I don't I don't know if I thought that he was gonna go to prison oh I did I uh, and if I, I was like oh gonna prison I didn't think he was like gonna go for life even though he murdered people I didn't think he was like gonna go for life in prison I I don't know why I just did not think accountability was gonna be served and I think it was because I saw I think for me I think about outrage the same way so I think about that that we saw for George Floyd and I think about how that helped to hold um the law uh, accountable and then I think about the out like the outpouring support that we saw for Kyle Rittenhouse and I also feel like that helps as well and I I don't that that's you know that's just my opinion but I know what no one was protesting against Kyle Rittenhouse yeah but he also had I had found out after his trial he had millions of dollars in like GoFundMes. Oh yeah. Um the white yeah. all, they were, all they the were white Facebook. folks loved yeah. him. They were like you yes. are our icon because there were is. people like he is an, he is a white supremacist icon. They were like watching at bars and things. Like there were I, I remember seeing a picture that someone had posted with like people erupting in joy at a bar, like a, a bunch of people. Because um, it's white supremacist it's that he is the white supremacist icon. He's literally right white male gets literally people praying his gun <laughs> and Jesus. murder and and still come out supreme right you cannot tell me that if you were a white person that was watching this or, or cheering for him that you were cheering for him just because you care about the white the right to to self-defense right because it's not a case, self no, why didn't you was, care about philander castile when he was showing his license um his 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 right to bear arms and he was shot that was a gun owner as well so Mm -hmm. if you're an extreme right to bear arms type person then you can't it can't be either or it needs to be both and this is also how what's his face that murdered trayvon martin also got off same way yes yeah i can't think of his name george zimmerman george zimmerman 
Not that his name matters. George. But George think, is there a way we can and, make, like take his name differently? George. I wish. Zomerman. But <laughs> he also went on to make money, book deals. I yeah, mean, it's trash. Meet and greets. And, I mean, white supremacy. Who celebrates. White yeah, supremacy. Who celebrates death. Even if you don't think these people deserve to be locked up, you can't tell me you're a Christian and you're still rejoicing in people's death. There's no way. Right, that part. There's no one, and that's that's um, all this. Ooh, yeah. toxic, toxic Christianity. There's an episode on that too, by the way. Um, um okay, Ahmed, Ahmed, Ahmad, Ahmad, Arbery, convicted. Yes, I don't remember their names. They are just Dead. the murderers. They're the murderers. Something um, like one is Michael Gregory. Gregory yeah. McMichael. <laughs> One is Michael. Mick Mick Um, Michael. I don't know why I'm correcting you because it doesn't matter, but (laughs) they are, um, they, they were convicted. I was not surprised because there was also a, a outrage for, um, Ahmad as well. Here's my thing though. Here's why I was not happy because first of all, we, we know that this wasn't like a case where something happened and people were held accountable. Something happened, it was covered up, the public got a hold to it, and then, and then things started to happen. Not only right. that, I felt like the prosecutor, I don't know if anything ever happened to her, I don't believe so, but the prosecutor um, had evidence. I, I want to say she was the one who hid the video, like she she knew about the video and she hit it or didn't turn it in or something like that and then the was that the one with the judge the extremely racist judge i want yeah, to say he didn't yes, want he didn't want any more black pastors in my yes, class he was like how many black pastors are <laughs> how yeah. racist can you do it, he was incredible. just straight up racist. this is how our podcast went last year too because at first we were just like our podcast like we're really heavy and devastated then by the time we we're like at this point it's laughable we're really we're yeah. we're really so afraid of black people that we're just we we want to we want to, and he only had the one point. black person on the jury. Was that also the case where it was just one? I want to say it was just yeah. one black person. Yes, that was yes. also the case. So you know you're supposed to be judged by a jury of your peers. I guess peers don't they aren't black. Um, yeah. No, no I honestly don't think any white person ever thinks a peer is black. Even if you're anti-racist, if you think of your peers and you think of a black person, then you. I just, I just, I just, kudos, right? Because you're the default thought is white. That is the, if there's anything else, and that's the thing I had to unlearn this year was the year I realized that. I was like, oh, yeah. My, even as a black person. Yeah. We have toxic thinking. My default is White. white. Yes. Absolutely. So if I, when I thought of the motherhood space and content creation, when I thought in the motherhood space, it was all always white. Great, when I thought about beautiful it. mothers are yes. white to the point but. where like when I see black, this is going to sound terrible, but it's honest. When I see black mothers kind of like with a similar vibe as me, because when I've always felt like in general, I've been trained to believe that my vibe is not very quote-unquote black right I think I've mentioned that in previous episodes where I was teased for not being black enough so that's already my like context but I 
very seldomly meet other black mothers that have like that boho minimalist vibe and i see it pretty much dominated in the white space right so i even like to the to the point where when i see it i'm like like taken aback right almost like oh my god just in general like it shouldn't be the reality to be taken aback to see Mm. a black person in a different light that is not the freaking stereotype and that's why we have episodes about stereotypes in season two but it's just it it's all freaking connected yeah okay no absolutely absolutely because i will say too i follow um an account on instagram where she is working to decolonize like outdoor spaces and so her and her family are yes i can't think of her name her name is zenobia but i can't think of her instagram name right now but um i want to say it's the black adventure group but um, they travel all over the place and they go hiking and it's like all outdoors and like they were in caves and stuff. And in my head, I'm like, dang, that's white people stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what we've been taught. Black people don't go in caves and go swimming in natural lakes and climb up mountains. We don't do those things. Right. But it's, that's not true. We do do those things. We just don't see that representation. And so, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I want to say Kyle Rick, rotten houses case was the one with the judge who played the salt i i think that's in his episode it's actually the last episode of um the first season we did a roundup and that's where the call rotten house stuff is but that's where the judge had played the cell phone for him to make him feel more comfortable oh yeah yes trash yeah. so we Absolutely. saw a lot of tra- we saw a lot of trash judges last year um okay so the last one just kind of wrap it up on events and i'm it, i'm sure much more happened but you know this this we can't go on all night um attack i put the attack of black history so we had so much going on with critical race theory that wasn't even critical race theory um black history black books being banned people not even allowed to it was I, I don't I think that was in Texas where they weren't even able to say things that like say that it was morally wrong that the KKK was morally wrong or talk about MLK mm. or like same like surface level stuff right like not even digging deep just I, I yeah. feel like it's very I was, honestly I was say. real I, at, the, at this point I'm like wow like white people real mad y'all right because i feel like like saying something like, like the kkk is bad is very surface level like that should be understood if you're not racist, even even like even in my whitewash version version of u.s history i knew that right like i, I feel you know like what i'm that's saying like that, that's that's level. going backwards like that's not even keeping it where it is i figured like okay is the most palatable black person we can talk that we used to talk about in school. So if you are only the whitewash version of MLK. Oh, only the whitewash. But yes, but I mean the lessons that they taught MLK. Mm-hmm. That that was the perfect person to pick to cherry quote. You know, cherry pick uh, verses, and that was the perfect person. So you can't even talk about him. Yeah, yeah we know I y'all. Was, I was really like, it's 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 one of those situations where you're like when you really think you just can't see anything else. <laughs> Oh yeah, we're gonna end the year with this. And then they did a whole ass tour, a whole tour about um, banning critical race theory. And all we saw for the last, I feel like the whole last quarter was suburban white moms with the Karen haircuts in their town halls yelling at 
their it's really bad board of education about something. I mean, and we talked how- we talked about this yes. as as far as the um the gubernatorial election with Virginia. I mean, it yes, we did talk about that. Yes, really bad. Um, so that that then we had book. I band. feel like that was a huge that that that's a huge slap in the face, and it's it's hurtful. Like it like I feel like one of the my biggest pride and joys of being a black person is our history i love it i love learning about notable black people i love love freaking love it i love our resistance i love our joy i love our culture i love what we do i love it and for that to be taken away there's resistance yes and for that to be taken away like the little bit, but mind you, the little bit that was even being taught, because let's we can't even right. pretend All that, of was, it. that was like, a lot. It, right. right. It was a, the little bit like there was a lot. Right. No, for sure. But like I, I was lucky enough to to go to a high school that um while while being predominantly white, they were like anti-racist before anti-racism was a thing. And I like low-key nerded out and went to their webpage like a couple weeks ago because I just wanted to see if my high school just still had it and they do they have an entire anti-racism section on their high on their webpage and their commitment to anti-racism at the high school oh, wow. and i love it i love everything they're saying but they were anti-racist before anti-racism racism was a thing because they decided they wanted to do the first all-black play at the high school which was a raisin in the sun which i was in when i was a freshman it was really cool and they like right. sought out black people to do it was awesome but but their curriculum did they um, have like black were they teaching like black history like diving into the history or was it pretty much well I guess I guess there was there was underlying there was a lot of microaggressive racism there that I like allowed myself to fall into but as far as the curriculum is concerned like I definitely remember in all of my English classes we always had like book choices right and among the like you know if there was like three different choices you could study for this kind of unit there was always a black book yeah. that I could choose. Yeah. So, and I always did. I always chose the black book if I could. Um, right. And we had a lot of open discussion in U.S. history and in our literature classes. If we were all reading a book that, you know, talked about any, we had very open conversation about racism and it wasn't, it wasn't something that was sugarcoated. That much I do right. know. Um, I just mean for the most part like curriculum overall it's not like curriculum has been breaking down black history and like no not at all it was still simple it was still very simple so for them to take away the little bit right yeah no yeah I know I'm I'm, I'm just the fact that I even was a I just remember being especially being a black student in an all-white school I was so overjoyed to feel so represented Oh yeah, and I'm see- speaking sure. specifically about high school because, if I'm honest, I don't remember very much about elementary school, middle school. Um, I know that the, the the representation was nothing, nothing in elementary. School. I do know, I do remember that much. Like I and I was very aware of that. Middle school, for some reason, is very hazy. But high school was the first time I actually ever felt like there was representation and there was an active, like, just celebration. I know my school did things for Black History Month and. I always excelled more. I always got better grades. I always was more motivated. Like you have to see you. You have to relate to your students. And that's not just the white ones. Mm -hmm. It's just so frustrating. And this goes for all cultural education and 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 diversity and equity and inclusion. So it just pisses me off 
that school has become such an unsafe place. It was already unsafe. Right. We've never been fully safe, but it's worse. It's gone backwards. It's at the point where I'm like, well, I just rather keep school segregated at this point. I rather yeah. like I, if that's, you're not going to teach my child anything that, about anybody who looks like him, then like just send mm-hmm. send my kids to black schools. Like, and that sucks to feel that way, but that's how I'm starting to feel. Right. I, I was I was way more like pro just like bring everyone together, but huh? I said I think, and I think a lot of black parents are having those feelings. I think that's where we're at. Yeah, that and it's like it's literally like 50 years later. We back where we started when it comes to just the just just civil rights speaking. Just right, what right. I'm talking about from the desegregation to where we are when when desegregation happened to where we are now. I think it was just right on back because I was just like, first of all, this came out of like, I I don't want to say it came out of nowhere, but for me, it's like you're really pressed about the teeny tiny little slither of blackness that we do talk about at school. Like, cause it's a slither. It's a tiny slither right. at this point. Yeah. We can't even, I mean, dang. Yeah. Not even I have a dream. Like, you know, like, so I was like, yeah, y'all are mad. Y'all are real mad for, to, to, yeah. Mm-hmm. To think of where we thought we were going to go after the quote unquote racial reckoning to the fact that we've taken <sighs> nothing yes. but steps backwards a year and a half later Maybe. is it's 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 hurtful it sucks it's 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 a sucky place to be in to be honest real quick before we wrap up there's a couple honorable mentions i want to shout out um we lost colin powell in 2021 um we love colin powell of course um there was a lot of mass shootings in 2021 that we did not talk about um and that i mean if if uh, unfortunately the question is not if, but it's a matter of when there's another mass shooting, I definitely would like to do an episode on that and just talking about how mass shootings um, impact us. Um, but that, that was a thing that I just realized we just didn't talk about and mass shootings were, that, that, was, that was quite a thing in 2021 and just the, the rise in violent crime in general. I want to say general. we ended on a mass shooting too. We ended the year with mass shootings. With that high school, yeah. In Oxford. Oh, gosh. Yeah very sad Whew, that's the videos heavy. of those mm-hmm. students running out we're just like, chilling yes chilling absolutely chilling um and Cicely think... Tyson yes Cicely we, we lost Cicely and here's the we thing we lost it's... so many great people yes. in the black community recently and it's I'm like, just my heart is broken she could have been 120 we still would have been like also oh, wait we lost we lost um lost Betty White too all right at the very last day of the year yeah because Betty White's invited to the cookout um but yep. no we uh was 2021 when we lost um we lost King T'Challa no, I think that was, was 2020. Oh, okay. I think because I was looking that up. I was like, oh, it was one year right. later in 2021. Yeah, that's right. Yes. yes. But we um, didn't have a podcast in 2020. And so I just feel like we should talk about King T'Challa. I know. I, just, I actually cried about him. Just, no, I really, I, I really, did. I really I did. Okay. I just, I love, I love Chadwick Boseman. He was doing such amazing work. And then when I found out that he was sick, for a lot of like the movies that he had acted in, I wow, mind blown. Yeah, mind blown. I would also uh, love to do an episode about how the the fact that Bob Saget has more tributes than Chadwick Boseman and Sidney Poitier and Cicely Tyson because it just be is stupid and sucks. Or um, how 
yeah yeah we, also we, huh go ahead we we i was gonna say no we'll talk about episodes after this oh yes yes, yes. <laughs> and then lastly um an honorable mention to that deadly condominium collapse in florida Whew, that Ooh, was rough yes um yes, i forgot about that and uh no i have virgil too virgil uh blow oh, okay. i don't rem- remember how to pronounce his name but he was very monumental in the fashion industry like Mm, um i think he yes. worked with louis vuitton that he started working with i want to say i'm mm-hmm. not i'm not big in fashion guys Maybe but i just it. do remember just how monumental mm-hmm. he was and how excited so many black people were to see a black person become a big time designer with with these big names um mm-hmm. so that was oh and bell hooks yes bell hooks and um i'll um, oh, go ahead um, and then the last person that I was going to say was everybody we lost to COVID. Just, I, I just felt like that was important. Oh, absolutely. Yes. We lost we're, millions of people. Not in a better place whatsoever. No. Um, yeah. And two men were also exonerated of the Mal- Malcolm X killing. I saw that. I saw that, mm-hmm. but I hadn't read too much, too much about it, which is so I, I didn't bring it up, but I did see that. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to read on this mm-hmm. because why? why 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 is it always a slap in the face right and of course not that this impacts the black community at all but free britney <laughs> free britney yes free britney i does though we love britney spears. i was a britney we, spears oh, fan i absolutely was and i think black people love britney she's just always been non-problematic and we, we love her she, she hasn't really had a chance to be problematic but yes britney no. did get freed so yes we, we we were all very excited about that um yes so we can end it on end it on a happy note. Brittany got her freedom. She did. All right, y'all. Well, well we know this is a long one, but I hope y'all. If you're still listening, we love you. So much. <laughs> if you're still if listening. you're still listening, but you know, uh, twenty twenty was a shit show. We had to talk about it. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I keep saying twenty twenty. Twenty well, twenty twenty times what two? Whatever. Yeah, yeah it was literally uh, like one right. long year. Um, but. <laughs> As always, thank you for supporting our show. Um, if you'd like to financially support us, you can do so by joining Patreon. We have a couple of different tiers for you to choose from. Very inexpensive. Um, you can do that at patreon.com slash blackgirlvoices. Link will be in the show notes. And you can follow us on Instagram at blackgirlvoices as well. Um, and of course, our personal Instagram accounts all in the show notes. Anything we talk about here that we feel relevant to link to will also be in the show notes. And we will see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Black Girl Voices podcast. If you loved today's episode, we would love it for you to leave us a five-star review. If you would like to support our work, visit us on Patreon at patreon.com slash blackgirlvoices or head to our show notes for the link. Lastly, we would love to hear from you. Come follow us on Instagram at blackgirlvoices and say hello. Remember, you are heard, you are seen, and you are loved. Your voice matters. You matter. See you next time.